0: yo hello good uh whatever time of the day it is that you're listening good that (laughs) Uh, welcome back welcome to the woodshed podcast doing it again in the walk-in closet i am not getting any closer to getting that isolation booth and and the reason is is like we get we get through to the weekend and it's like it's the weekend i think i'm just gonna kick it and then this last weekend i was sick so i didn't get to work in the garage and Get it set up the way I need it to to make room for that isolation booth. And I'm still sick. Um, Still fighting that cold flu thing. The man cold, man flu. It's better. Today is better. I'll take it. Uh, Last couple of days were were brutal. But today is better. It's Just a little tiring talking. If I'm being honest. Um, And my nose itches. I can't get it to stop itching. Um, But something I've discovered... And being a dad again is kids' shows. And I'm talking about Bluey and Peppa Pig. <laughs> Mom! If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And then it's Peppa Pig. And I don't know how the rest goes, but man. Um, what happened to the Animaniacs? You know, when Riley was a little kid... It was Animaniacs and Tiny Toons. And I'm just going to say it with my own mouth that Animaniacs is way better. Unless you talk to my wife. And then she is like, only an idiot would say that. (laughs) She's got her thing. It's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. And, uh, yeah, I just learned that if I just agree, then I'm safe. I'm in a safe place (laughs) if I just agree with the wife. Um, that's what you do. And, and like, I've also discovered being married again, that, um, it's easier to just say yes about stuff like a couch than it is to be like, "Ah, I don't know, you know, I don't know, like, we don't really need a couch. We got like a good couch right now, blah, blah, blah. Nope. It's just let it happen. And, uh, that's what we did. Um, we have found a couch. this is a great story. We found a couch on marketplace and we went and looked at it and the couple's real nice they're younger. Of course I'm older now so it's a little easier to say that they're younger. I mean they're even younger than Riley so that's younger anyway they're they're younger. It's a younger couple they live in White City. They have a nice house and they have this they had this really nice couch had because we got it now it's in our house. And uh, it's a Stanton made in Oregon. Uh, so that's even better. That's really good. And they wanted a fair price for it. I'm not going to tell you that price. I just feel like that'd be a weird flex. So I'm not going to do it. Well, I uh, I was sit- we were sitting on the couch and Suzette was like, ah, I really like this couch. And I didn't actually like it a whole lot. But I said, yep, that's great. Let's get the couch. This is cool. I'm all in. And uh, then I noticed little hints around the house that they're getting married. And I was like, Hey, uh, you guys get married when you guys get married. Oh yeah. July 1st. Huh? I have a, I have a great idea. How's about I'm a wedding DJ. How about I DJ your wedding and you give me the couch and then you just pay me like about half the normal fee. And they said, cool. And, um, then the owner, uh, the next day brought home a 28 foot flatbed trailer and I went over to the house and we loaded it up in the trailer. And he drove over here to our house in Central Point and helped us load it in. And I was like, you know what? If we go over by another hour or so, I'm not going to charge you guys for that. Like, this is great help. Thank you. And so we got the couch. Um, she was happy. It's got like a, it's a sectional. But even though our house is so enormous and we couldn't set it up as a sectional so we have it set up as two separate couches and it looks pretty good and the like uh chaise lounge it's like a big weird wedge it's so comfortable and the ottoman is massive and it's like storage i've never had such nice couches but here's what i'm going to say um i don't know how we're going to like we ever move out of this house and i know we are not going to live here forever but if we ever move, like, I want to know how are we going to get that thing into a vehicle? Because it would not fit in my Yukon. Not even a little bit. So we have a slight dilemma. <laughs> we have a slight dilemma in the fact that when we move, I'm either going to have to pay somebody with a flatbed to come grab it or just sell it, I guess, you know, and get another couch. But then we're having to do that a whole thing all over again. It's just kind of funny. Oh, anyway, um, that was a little bit of the kind of a window into the personal life things that's going on right now here at the at the house. And uh, it's things are good. It's just been real nice. The wife was out of town for a couple of days. She came back. I was happy to have her back in the home. So was our little baby. Our little baby sure missed her mama. So we're real glad to have mama back. And uh, yeah, I missed her. She missed me. I missed her. (laughs) Mush. I got a really cool band. A guy from a band I found on YouTube a couple months ago. Started talking to them and booked them uh, for an interview. One of the guys in the band. Uh, Band is Mojo Thunder. One word. Mojo Thunder. And they're out of Kentucky. And they're great. So I'm excited to speak with Bryson today from Mojo Thunder. We've been texting. We're we're textually active, <laughs> and uh, he's cool. We've been emailing and texting. Today we we're texting about a, a band I interviewed, and he was like, "Yeah, those guys are great." But um, anyway, can't wait to talk with Bryson of Mojo Thunder. I'm very excited to have them on and introduce their music to you. Uh, we were talking about. Um, doing like uh, this is like I, I like to trade music with friends. Like I'll grab a link off of YouTube and I'll send it to them and hopefully they send me something back. And uh, Riley's really good at sending me terrible terrible rap songs that I'll never listen to. And I'm I'm a fan of hip hop. Make no mistake. And you know if you know me, you know I'm I can DJ, rah rah rah. So I don't care. It's just bad. It's not like what I'm used to at all. Like I'm an old guy. I like Nineties, eighties and nineties and early two (laughs) thousands. Anyway, um, gotta say thank you to our fine sponsors and, uh, there's links in the show notes. If the links don't work right, just copy and paste them into a URL or URL into a a browser and, uh, support, support the sponsors. A look design. They've done my logos, everything I've needed them to do for logo stuff and design. They even did my resume once. Got me a few jobs actually. So A Look Design, they're great. They're on Facebook. They're on the internet. Just Google it. Um, Rogue Valley DJs. And uh, Gary and I are doing the City of Medford Daddy and Daughter Dances soon. Going to be a good time. And uh, yeah, Rogue Valley DJs. If you're looking for a DJ, uh, maybe it's me. I don't know. You might ask for me. You could ask for another DJ. We'll figure it out. Email is the best way. Gary at RogueValleyDJs.com. Hook it up and uh also outsider coffee. Um, it's evening in this recording, so I'm not having coffee right now, but I'm having what coffee is made out of. You gotta pour it into the thing so it gets hot and then it drips out, and then you got coffee. It's water. I'm drinking water. So outsider coffee, they have water too <laughs> in their coffee stands. And if you're not in Oregon or in South Carolina and you can't find an outsider stand because, you know, they're here or in South Carolina as far as stands go, you can order coffee online. Just get a bag of beans. I like the Dynamo blend. It's real nice. And uh, you can go to outsider.coffee and order coffee there. <coughs> Excuse me. And... um Uh, I want to thank Moxley Media. Moxley's helping me with a web store for merch for the Welcome to the Woodshed podcast. I'll have a link soon. going to call them tomorrow and work out the glorious details. And uh, yeah, thank you to Moxley Media. I've got me a nice hoodie and a nice hat and a nice t-shirt. Hopefully I'll get some mugs and whatever else they can print on. You know, we'll sell it to you. Um, But yeah, uh, I don't have the link yet. It's happening soon. Just hang out for further instructions. And uh, also, uh, Paul Bunyan, Beard Gang. These guys print cool stuff. And it's for fans of bearded people and bearded people themselves. Uh, he makes really great crew necks and t-shirts. I'm wearing his socks right now. They're white with the uh, PBBG logo. And uh, you can find them online on Facebook. Um, their website is pbbglife.com. Um, Support those guys. They're all, you know, local to somewhere. It's not like I'm saying go to Nike and get some shoes. Nope. Forget those guys. Go to these local type people and support them. And yeah, that would help. Yeah. So thank you to the sponsors. Thank you for sharing, for reviewing, for, for stars. Thank you for the ratings. Uh, I need more reviews, though. I need more written reviews. I'm going to tell you that that I'm going to keep saying that until I get to a place where I'm kind of happy about it, because I've only got one. And I know a lot of people listen to the podcast. I see it every day. I look every day, multiple times a day, to see what the count is like. And it's hundreds a day, and I've got one review. Come on, people. Now, granted, this time on the podcast, it's way more Spotify than Apple Podcasts tuning in. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. Last time it was Apple by a lot, like thousands a lot. So, yeah, this time is a little bit different. Um, Anyway, enough. Enough of me. Let's hear from them. I'm going to bring on Bryson from Mojo Thunder. Here we go. When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today,
1: I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play. Play a song for the underdogs and the happy going lucky. Play a song for the Californios and East Kentucky. And when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today, nah, I go down to the woodshed where I would do is pick and play. I go down to the woodshed where I would do is pick and play
0: bryson what's up dude hello good evening thanks for joining me welcome to the woodshed
2: thank you thank you thanks for having me
0: i'm stoked um, and I, and, and you know that I am because I sent you a screenshot of a conversation I was having with my buddy Garrett who listens to the yeah. podcast. So shout out to Garrett in Las Vegas. He always gives me feedback. So, uh, sh- thanks Garrett. He'll text me after this one airs and say, Oh man, I heard the shout out. It was great. But, um, <laughs> I've been like, uh, I guess it's been right around two months, month and a half, two months that you and I've been kind of talking through email and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, finally we're here. So I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Thank you for taking some time out of your evening to do this with me.
2: Uh, thanks for having me, man. Uh, yeah, pleasure being here.
0: I got to know, because um, it's been since probably before you were born that I was in Kentucky. I'm thinking <laughs> uh, 1985 was, I think it was 85 when I was out in Kentucky uh, on the way to okay. D.C. from Colorado. And I need to know because I'm running into a lot of musicians in Kentucky doing this podcast. A lot. What's the what? What is in the water in Kentucky? What are you guys drinking over there? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I think more than
2: anything, it seems like uh, people are just probably paying attention to us.
0: It's really great, man. I'm here for that. I love it. Um, I've found some really talented individuals and bands, um, mm. from Kentucky. I've already, already talked to a couple of guys, um, in Kentucky and uh, more coming. So nice. I think I, fi- yeah, I feel one. like I need to change the podcast to Kentucky music only or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a man. It really has been a, a sort of a an awakening. Which, um, you know, it's like my morning Jack was like really really big for Kentucky for a little while, and then you know I think the more the more recent ones that sort of I think put the state more on the map as a whole was probably like Starl Simpson and Tyler Childers and Chris Stapleton those that three coming out around the same time I think was what really catapulted it, you know, in a, like the attention it's getting now, but,
0: but yeah. I just interviewed um, uh, the DJ that's going on tour with Tyler Childers here real soon. Um, he's uh he's a guy, he's, I think he's about my age. So early fifties or close to that close to fifties. It seems like during the interview that the time frame sort of felt like his career started right around mine. And um, anyway, gosh, all the shows that I can reach uh, for Tyler are sold out. You know, he's playing in Berkeley. He's playing in Santa Barbara. You know, um, Santa Barbara is 10 hours south, but I could get there if I whatever I could get there. But I can't get to like he's playing in like Rogers, Arkansas. I can't get there anytime soon, you know. He's playing okay. in Kansas City, too, which is my hometown. Which is where I was born, and okay. they're playing the Starlight, and that place is amazing. Oh, and I got to know, Bryson, um, mm. and I don't care if you don't follow sports, but you have to give me a pick. So is it Chiefs or Eagles?
2: Ooh. Oh, dude, I have no idea. Let's see here. Um, I'll help let's, you. Let's, let's go with the Chiefs. Okay,
0: cool. I was going to say... I'll... <laughs> i'll help you (laughs) Uh, oh
2: okay that's the kansas city yeah i'm wearing
0: i'm wearing all my kansas city stuff right now not that anyone can tell i'm in my walk-in closet no one knows but my wife (laughs) (laughs) anyway um all right man well i'm really looking forward to getting to know more about you and mojo thunder um so let's get this thing started sure all right well what made you want to be a musician
2: Ooh, going back to the very, best, I mean, you know, just as weird as it is to say, just more just uh, music. Man, like my uncle played guitar, um, my dad huge huge of the music, and then my grandfather's also very very into music. So I think that's sort of the family connection, there's a little bit of trickle down there. But uh, yeah, now as far as guitar goes, I think that was likely just kind of something that I saw them doing and sort of went towards it, and then I really 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 picked up on it. That kind of became the the thing.
0: How long have you been playing music?
2: Ooh, like 20 years, I think. Maybe like 15-ish to 20, somewhere around there.
0: That's cool. I've been a DJ for... Thirty-five years, something like that. Oh, nice! Yeah, radio, nightclubs, weddings—you know, cheesy game show host style DJing, whatever. You... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Whatever's needed.
0: Whatever's needed. Yeah, I'm the guy for that. I'm. And it's funny because uh, people here know me in the nightclub world for uh, wearing my Royals hat like every gig. I'm. It's if, it, if it's me DJing, I might be wearing a Roy- probably wearing a Royals hat all year long. <laughs> I, I like the colors way better than the Chiefs colors, but anyway. Yeah, um, awesome. Hey, um, I've been digging in, you know, listening to everything that you guys do, the band Mojo Thunder, but g- give me your definition of the genre of Mojo Thunder.
2: We always say rock and roll just for the uh, more broad term of it. Um, we wrote a bio a while back and started sending people when they asked the term Southern Alternatives, mm. um, which I didn't know was actually already a genre, <laughs> weirdly okay. enough, but, but the idea behind that, though, is that people would kind of give it a listen before just assuming it was something because you know we get we get southern rock thrown at us a lot like you know there's the people that are like oh it sounds like skinnerd and then you know there's more like classic rock stuff it's like obviously you know we have like tunes that sound like acdc but uh like we more of just kind of make it broad in the sense of like rock and roll so you got everything from little richard on up to kingsley on and everything in between
0: What kind of what kind of dog you got oh
2: it's a uh is a part uh it's a part border collie and then we
0: don't know oh then don't knows are the best dogs <laughs> yeah yeah she's a, she's sweet so did she herd you guys through the house yes yeah. yeah
2: that's probably what she's trying to do to me right now
0: there you go we had a border collie growing up so i'm familiar um at what point of your life did music become your career
2: Oh, uh, arguably <laughs> arguably not even now. I would think uh, the the moment that I thought it was going to be my career and started striving to do it, I was probably 12. And I think like that was sort of, I've always kind of had one uh, vision. You know, I've never really veered off of that, but that's about when it started. I think my dad, my dad, when I like, said I was going to start playing, he's like, well, you know, when you kind of figure out what kind of music you're into, and what you want to do, and I think it was, like, the very first thing that, like, really, really caught me was, a it's like, a Kiss record. He had Destroyer. Mm. And I remember, like, that kind of opening Detroit Rock City thing. And that's where the rock and roll stuff came in, though. I was like, all right, this is this is for me. And that kind of gave a direction to the desire to play.
0: Did you hear Kiss's disco album?
2: Yeah, Dynasty.
0: Yeah. Man. I was made for love. That song <laughs> Man, anytime I get to play 70s, I play that song. And um uh uh Leaf Garrett, I was made for loving you. Which you probably That is I don't
2: know I know who Leaf Garrett is. Okay. I did not know that he covered that though.
0: Uh, uh No 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 I'm sorry. Uh, it was something else. It was something else. Oh gosh dang it. I'm I'm gonna have to look it up, but I don't have time to do that right now. But Leaf Garrett did I was made for dancing. That song, that's what he made. Okay. <laughs> um, if it wasn't music, what what would you be doing? I mean, I, I kind of hint or picked up on a hint that music isn't actually your career at this point, but you know, uh, hopefully you'll get there. I'm, I'll be, uh, I'll be pulling for you. But yeah,
2: thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Um. So as far as um, what it, like, what is the alternative to doing it career wise?
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. If you weren't doing music you know like it could be a hobby it could be you know anything a uh, career choice cuz like right now you you know you're doing music and easily it could be a career it's just just going to take a lot of work i know that sure, um sure. It, it, i didn't start as a dj overnight um and you know you got to play your free gigs every now and then right you know blah 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 all that rigmarole and i know like djing is way easier cuz all i got to do is plug in stuff and then play other people's music it's pretty easy Um, the the hard part of of DJing, if you're any good at it, is not the DJing, it's the reading the crowd and finding what they're into. And you you don't have much time to do that. (laughs) So in in a place like here now, it's a little easier because we have one nightclub in this area of 225,000 people. We have one dance club. Um, oh yeah. nice
2: so you can send it down main street seriously you know it's, what everybody's into <laughs> play the
0: stupid crap and they're into it pitbull go you know it's easy
2: <laughs> so yeah if it
0: wasn't music what would you be doing
2: uh well when i was in college um when i graduated i tried to get into law school i think that was my if, if there was i guess if there was any other bit it would have been that um hmm. i sort of uh and so, uh, ironically enough, sort of picked a another career path that I planned on, you know, not making very much money at because I, did, you know, I didn't want to be like a financial or anything. I wanted to, you know, get into the real stuff and try and help some people. But, um, yeah, I think that was a, uh, a sort of a path I veered on for a little bit, actually. I guess, um, I don't know, it was a little while, uh, you know, studying for the LSAT and doing all those things. Took a really, uh, really serious bit at it, but... And it was actually the, uh, it's actually the, you know when we got the the, the Europe tour that I decided uh, that I, I wouldn't do it, as you know it's, you know law school not only ex- expensive and I'm sure you know <laughs> unless you've been living on a rock or anyone listening has you know college is incredibly uh, unaffordable. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so it was like law school, all those loans, and then um, and just the other three years of school really i just thought i this is uh i think i'm gonna stick with rock and roll because i you know just put a lot more time into music so it was kind of like why well, segue into this other thing and uh you know let's just kind of stay the course
0: you know i was just thinking is um when you're sitting at a table with like sony records you can be your own lawyer now
1: yeah, yeah, yeah you, can.
0: <laughs> you can be your own lawyer, you know, a little <laughs> bit more. I mean, I, you know, it's probably a lot different than what you were studying, but anyway, um, I'm gonna play Bullet and I and I have a question about Bullet. Um, yeah. it has nothing to do with music, but is is this a whiskey themed song because <laughs> it's spelled the same? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know, we we did change the spelling on it for that reason, genre, the lyrics, so I couldn't tell you, mm. um, exactly what it's about, but I think. I think lyrically it's uh, definitely got some some good timing themes in it. So yeah, but it, it definitely called to be named as a the same as you know, Bullet's Bourbon.
0: Not that you're looking for a deal from them, but I would take it. Bullet, <laughs> if you're listening, I will be your podcast and they will be your band. Call my people. They're not busy right now. It's evening. Yeah. So call
2: my people. I'd probably They'd probably rather sue us for the name. Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry about that, Bryson. Hey, well, let's play Bullet. Talk it up a little bit. How did that come about?
2: Yeah, so uh Bullet was, uh I think I brought in the riff for it and sort of the loose arrangement to it. Uh Sean wrote the lyrics, and at the middle section, we sort of took a little bit of like a kind of Almond Brothers, then Lizzie, Harmony thing to it. And uh the ending solo, I'm very, very proud of. I think that was always, like, I think we sort of nailed the very, uh, Kind of like that whole essence of like fun rock and roll.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to play it now. Let's hear it. I'm Hey, the the covers that you guys do in Mojo Thunder are amazing, amazing. Oh, thanks, man. So much fun. Um, I I think I told you, and I don't remember, I might not have, so if I didn't, um, you're going to hear it for the first time today, but I I (laughs) might have told you that we are sitting on the floor, my wife and I, and uh, I I pull up, like, we do this thing called jukebox, and it's kind of trading music, like we were talking about in text earlier today, Yeah, Yeah. She'll pick a video and then I'll pick a video. But she picks things like Bare Naked Ladies, you know, Matchbox 20, and then I show her all the music of the people that I'm interviewing. Right, <laughs> And, and we, were, we were just listening. We weren't doing jukebox. We were just listening to music. And I put on Mojo Thunder and let it ride. Not once did she say, can we change it? And that's usually what happens when I'm playing music that she's less familiar with. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, the, the covers are amazing. Your own music is amazing. Um, but do you guys feel performing covers is, is important?
2: Um, I, it's just enjoyable. I mean, there's not really a, uh, kind of like a set in stone thing to it. There was a deal and it's like when you're, you know, it's like coming up, especially in our state, I don't know how it is like, uh, you guys within Oregon, but, you know, there's a very, there's like, this a very, very big division of, you know, like there's like those, those dudes that go out and they like slam in the clubs playing like three or four hours a night doing covers. And then there's the people that do 45 minute sets playing, you know, straight originals. And, um, you know, one sort of looks down on the other, mm. like the cover guys get paid. You know, the original musicians, I don't know, kind of like a little bit of a, like too good, to play other people's songs and um i it was kind of a you know sort of you know we came up in the you know kind of like the more like you know the punk rock stuff like yo and you do your quick you know 45 all originals leave and then i kind of think the hatred of like the original scene hating on people playing covers and like playing music that they enjoyed made me sort of rebel against that where i was like i'm not going to be put in a box to where you know, if we want to go out and play a little Richard song, we can't do it. Yeah. And and if it means we can record, put them online, and people can enjoy them, and then we can kind of like, you know, like bring out like certain covers live and stuff, and like, why not? You know what I mean? It's all, uh, it's all music. It's all good music, and you know, there's a reason that, you know, people still dig "Long Tall Sally." I mean, that's just a, it's just a classic song. No reason for it to go away. And I think, you know, anyone want to pick it up and learn it, you know, audience deserves it. Why not?
0: Yeah. As a DJ, and especially at this point of my career where I use almost no creative, like artistic freedoms, uh, it's all Bruno Mars, you know, um, all that really super popular stuff Mm. there. The creative is like where you place it, you know, like how you use it. And I used to do an eighties night, and are you familiar with the violent films? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> come on, dad, give me the yeah, yeah, come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man.
0: There's this girl I want to, um, yeah. There, I play, I would play, um, <sighs> which one is that? Is that added up or blistering this? And why am I asking you, Bryson? It's...
1: <laughs> I should know shit. <laughs>
0: anyway, there's okay, that break. Good. There's that break in the song. And um then there's like a pause and then they go, "Let me go on." And it's a it's like a crowd pleaser, right? Well, my yeah. trick is pausing that. And they know the timing, the crowd, and they start to say, "Let me go on." And then I play it and then the song starts, "Let me go," and they're looking at me like Oh man, you got it. So that—that's my creative freedom. That's what I do to cr- to yep. create my own like curve, I guess. Um, but I'll say this: uh, live music, more live music in places brings out more people. More, you know, oh, really? more clubs, more DJs, you know, more entertainment, whatever the whatever it is, brings out more people. And so there's always room for a cover and there's always room for an original. And it, I'm sorry that you actually have to feel that hatred. I don't, we don't really have that here. And I've That's worked good. in nightclubs here in the rogue Valley. I've been, you know, I've DJed in other places. Um, but the nightclub industry here is suffering. Like I told you already. So there's, Really there's only there's man, there's this place called Johnny Bees. You guys would kill Johnny Bees. They would love you there. So we got I I gotta figure out how to get you out here to Oregon. Um Johnny B's is fun, it's legendary. People know you go there for live music. Um that's sort of if 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 it's a DJ or a live band bar, people know. Then they go there. You're like, Oh, we got, we wanna go here fifty cent and blah blah blah. So they go to the DJ clubs. And then they're like, oh, we want to see a live band. So they go to places like Johnny B's. And then there's all sorts of cool little places in, in this tiny little college town called Ashland, Oregon, named after Ashland, Kentucky, um, that there's always something happening. Ashland's like kind of a gem. And it's funny because people in the valley in the part of the valley that I live in hate Ashland. It's super liberal, whatever. I don't care. Um, and it's beautiful and there's the Shakespeare festival and it's kind of the mountain town and Medford's like the, you know, blue collar guy driving a big old truck that works at the lumber yard, you know, things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you got, I got to figure out how to get you guys out here. Um, maybe one day we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, you talked about your family and being into music, but did anyone mm-hmm. else in your family play music like you do?
2: Uh yes yeah so my uncle um he he was probably the most um gave it the most go I guess so be the way to say it but he moved to Nashville I think, sometime in his twenties and like spent I think, about five or six years down there kind of trying to make it and uh, had some mild success too I think he ended up uh went like a national singing contest and had a video on the Family Channel I don't know if you remember the show Gunsmoke or not but they'd done this like Gunsmoke marathon and like played his video in the middle of it. So, huh. anyways, you know, so he had some, uh, he had some cool stuff there. But, uh, but yeah, now you want to talk about musical education, man? I grew up thinking, um, so I would just sit and listen to him play acoustic guitar. And I was sort of enamored by it, and uh, he would play like all these like Merle Haggard songs. And mm. He would play. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bruce Springsteen or not, but I oh, love him. Nebraska is my favorite album. Mm. And I spent like the first. I don't know, probably three or four years of hearing those songs thinking my uncle had wrote them. <laughs> I thought they were his songs. Wow. It was like, so Springsteen and Haggard were like, you know, ingrained my DNA from a very, very early age. And but yeah, he introduced me to all that stuff. And so, you know, I heard him sing those songs before either of the uh, originals. So it was, uh, anyways, but yeah, he had a very, very big impact on me.
0: Do you know the first American to record on a CD, to press a CD?
2: Bruce, Bruce. Born in the USA, good right? job,
0: good job, Brayson. I'm proud of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, man, the boss.
0: That's <laughs> uh, good stuff. I guess I, you are a fan. Then my my aunt is a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen. She had like the whole box set that uh, that was in like the late '80s that he released. Yeah, um, he just sold all of his his catalog uh, last I year. Know. I think it was made a lot of money. Yeah, uh, yep. good for him. Uh, really, I really like I really like diving into music that because as a DJ, I. Uh, it's hard for me to listen to music for pleasure because all i'm doing is counting beats per minute and listening for key clashes so oh, right 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 that's what like talking to you uh gets me in front of music that i i'm not i'm not familiar with and now you know i'm like all right cool i can listen to this this is so much fun i'm not counting beats per minute i'm listening to music again and you know bruce there's a couple of songs at weddings that i play um but it, really not a whole lot you know it's not like uh, Oh gosh, I could, Chris Stapleton, I could play at every damn wedding. It, it doesn't, people love him no matter who they are. Um, right, right. He's, he's very popular. It, one of his songs was our first song, uh, More of You. That was mine and my wife's first song when we got married a couple oh, nice. years ago. Yeah, so that's cool. In the 90s, I was DJing in a country bar. I'd have been playing him back then, no problem. So and, and everyone in the '90s was like you know so country that of course they had to listen to Merle Haggard and John Johnny Cash and like you know and I'm in Nashville I like met Marty Stewart and people don't know who the heck he is and they should you know it's yeah. it's kind of yeah, crazy absolutely. but um shoot um uh, that's cool man it you know it's it's fun to 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 watch the influence, you know, like where it came from and like, it's always going to be, it's almost always family. Some, someone in the family, if you're doing something creative, it came from someone in the family. Uh, my DJing kind of came from my, my dad's 45s, you know, my stepmom, okay. my dad me I've always been a fan of music. Um, and then all of a sudden I started DJing and it just sort of took off. Um, has there ever been a venue that you that you could play, like, over and over and over again? Like, that one, like, special venue?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, the borough. That's our, that's our hometown. So that's where, like, uh, that's where we always kind of, like, circle back to, like, off of tours. That's, like, where they normally start or where they normally end. And end if, uh, if we prefer it, prefer it at the end of a cycle. But yeah, man, that's a very very special place. I don't know if any of the other Kentucky cats have told you anything about it, but it is. Uh, that's like that's kind of everybody's club, man. It's like the uh, it's like the Cheers of the local uh, like local Kentucky scene. Like everybody goes through there. It's kind of a rite of passage to play at that place, and and we've been lucky enough to build a crowd there. You know, like you know, um, have uh, folks come out and see us, which is really really nice. And um, but the other venue, um, other venues that I love, um, there's a place called the Nick in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. It's just like a kind of like a little dive bar situation.
0: I um, love dive bars. Yeah, man.
2: And it's a well, if you you know if you ever go down that way, like it's a no, oh, it's just a neat little place. It's like you know, it's kind of a you know the stories are probably you know, better than the building ever was, mm, <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's probably has more legacy than, you know, like uh, real, but there's, there's a character in the walls there and, uh, and in Louisville, Kentucky as well. You know, that's a, that's home number two. That's where Sean's from originally. So, um, there's a place called Zanzibar up there that we, <laughs> we do pretty good. in, and, and uh, it's, it's a fun
0: place, man. The, um, Oh, shoot, I had something I was going to say. Oh, uh, what's the population of Lexington?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, Put me on the spot. I don't know. Let's see here. Um, I can tell you whatever the population is, it is 60,000 more people when school is in. Okay. I believe it's either 60,000 or 30,000. Lexington is a a college town.
0: Which college? I guess a
2: college city. Uh, University of Kentucky. Okay, so Wildcats. Yeah, the Wildcats, yeah.
0: (laughs) I I know sports and I don't care who I I love sports and I don't care who knows. (laughs) uh,
2: You know, it's funny, you were talking about the Kansas City Royals earlier. I'm a Reds fan. You know, so the Kentucky people, if we do it geographically correct, you know, we go to the place closest to us, so we're all we're all Reds fans.
0: Well, Cincinnati is like making love with Kentucky, you know. It really is, you know, because like it's people in in that part of Ohio are real close to being in Kentucky. You know, it's very close. Um, I got to get out to Kentucky because I have to visit Buffalo Trace and try to get some pappy, you know, Van Winkle. Are you familiar with these whiskeys, bourbons? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Loosely. Do you know the Uh, difference
0: between whiskey and bourbon?
2: I couldn't explain it to you. It's um, easy. I know something with limestone or something, or where it's
0: barreled. K- Bourbon is from Kentucky. Whiskey is from everywhere else.
2: Oh, okay. Yes, that part I knew. I thought we were talking. Maybe there's part. other
0: processes I'm not familiar with, but I I, lo- I have a bottle of Buffalo Trace in the house like almost every week, and then <laughs> Eagle Rare is really good. Comes from the same place. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we like that one, and we like the. There's a another one from Jim Beam called uh, Old Tub that's really nice, and it's cheap. Um, but anyway, I got to get out there. You can't get Pappy Van Winkle in Oregon. Um, in fact, it it we're we're probably lucky to get Buffalo Trace because Oregon controls all of that. Like, there's a police force called the OLCC that not only controls what comes into the state, but tells the liquor stores what to sell it for. They set the pricing too. It's a lot. Um, Yeah, it's really so weird. What about being in Mojo Thunder brings you the most joy?
2: Uh, Just man, just the experience as a whole. Like, uh, creating creating music would be like kind of one one half of that. Like, just the uh, just getting together and like uh, being able to release that creative energy and put it into something, and then like watch it become this thing you know like as a song or an album or whatever and then uh on the flip side of that is you know getting to like show people those things and then uh you know just sort of that like weird like transfer of like person to person like uh you know they're enjoying it and then you're enjoying them enjoying it and it's kind of like that like full circle thing but i, I kind of look at it as like a yin yang you know like both of those things kind of make the whole because, uh, you know, if you were just sitting in your room creating all the time, like it would be, I mean, it would be a wonderful experience, you know, to like to to make those moves, but, you know, without really having someone else experience it or, uh, you know, kind of be able to, to test it. And, you know, you really don't have much. And, you know, on the other side of it, if you don't have anything to show, there's, you know, and then you're just kind of just hanging out. So,
0: what's That's the like, song? Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry I'm to cut you off.
2: No, no, you're good. I was just rambling, anyway.
0: What's the song? Uh, it's got a good video, and you're singing with the Campbells. It's a cover song.
2: Oh yes, that is uh, "Ain't Too Proud of Bad. Okay, a Temptations tune. Yeah.
0: What the hell are you guys singing in? What's that room? Because <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, there's bunk beds behind you.
2: <laughs> Dude, that is the nicest green room of uh, mid-sized venues. I was. I'm going to go ahead and say, in America. Um, that's, that's the borough green room.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if this is like their apartment, but man, I would hate to share a room with three other dudes that close. (laughs) (laughs) You know, funny enough,
2: we all did used to live together. I bet you did.
0: (laughs) That's great.
2: We done, uh, like, oh gosh, man, probably three years. Me, Zach and Andrew, Sean never lived with us, but me, Zach and Andrew lived together for, I think about three years. And so we you know we lived together we practiced together we ate together we went out on the weekends together we played you know everything was like uh, very inseparable hmm. and then um eventually we had to had to at least look at you know <laughs> other other things
0: there's a definite so vibe up. in your band dude it, there's a fun vibe in your band like i know like you're there's showmanship but still you know like as a person who enjoys being entertained um i hope that one day i get to see y'all live somewhere whether it's out here on the west coast or i get to cruise out to kentucky and see you guys um that there's a vibe and i'm i'm i enjoy it um i want to okay, yeah no problem i want to talk about the song rising sun so tell tell me how that song came about and then we're going to play it
2: all right, right on. Um, so <clears throat> Uh, rise is kind of uh in the same way uh, really most of the songs of the hymns um kind of came together is like i brought in a like a riff and a loose arrangement to it and uh we labored on that one uh, quite a bit uh sean wrote the lyrics to it and i believe that one was like fairly collaborative because sean like kind of brought in one of the riffs as well and uh anyways it's one of my f- favorite songs and it's a. Uh, one of my top three to play live.
0: Well, let's play it now. Yeah. Okay, you're on stage. Imagine you're on stage. You're, okay, you're I'm playing, there. You're playing yeah, cool. You're playing to a full house. Nice. How do you know that you've got them? Like you, they're yours. How do you know that?
2: Ooh. A <sighs> good question, man. I think uh, probably I think when you know you have them is when you're not paying attention to it anymore. The um you're kind of <laughs> almost like in and in and out of those moments. You know what I mean? That's like, so good. Just kinda, you're like there but
0: not there. <laughs> I guess it's sort of um it, it you know you got them when you don't have to work that hard to get them, right? Once once they're there, yeah. they're in your well, hands.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's more of kind of the like it's more like that you have each other.
0: It's like a gel, right? Okay, I can see that. Easy. Yeah, because yep. it's
2: like, you know, once it's like, oh, it's like, you know, anything else, you know, it's like, you know, the first time you go out on a date or something like that, like once the proving ground is kind of done and everyone like relaxes into themselves, that's that's when the realness happens. Man, when, so I'm, DJing, that's, that's
0: when, if, when I'm DJing, I don't sleep until like two or three hours after the gig's done and I'm loaded back into the house. Like I'm up, huh. I'm up. The energy yeah, is there. Man. I'm 52 and I can, I still have that energy. Um, but yeah, I, it, you gotta, you, you gotta like Kenny Rogers, you gotta know when to hold him, know when to fold him, Right. Like yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty yeah. good. Um, Hey, how, how do y'all write? Like what, describe the, the creative process of Mojo Thunder. Is it like guitar riff first? Is it lyrics first? Like, how do you guys do that?
2: We've always been music first. Um, and now, so during the, <clears throat> like the album that's out right now, hymns, uh, that was, that was mostly like someone brought in a riff. So it's like me, Sean, or Andrew would bring in a riff and then we would all sort of write around that. I um, it's kind of, you know, it's like introduce jams into it. And like, a lot of times that would be it too. You know, it's like you get a riff and you have like the loose arrangement and, you know, you play it for 20 minutes and then, you know, maybe somebody goes in a different direction. You're like, oh, I like this. And you kind of like, start whittling it down into what it needs. And then, um, and we've, you know, continued that process, um, as of, uh, recently, but, uh, you know, during the, uh, during the COVID years, the lockdown, if you uh, remember that mm. pandemic that happened,
0: uh, that one you know, thing.
2: Yeah. You know, just that, uh, that once, in a hopefully once in a lifetime. <laughs> situation.
0: Yeah.
2: But, uh, but in that, um, I think I, I started writing a lot of, uh, songs on my own, at that point where I kind of, uh, it just, just kind of done it every day. It was just kind of my thing, my thing to do. It was like you know sitting in the house, and and I'm not I'm not much of a uh, I'm not much of like a drinker or anything anyway. So, um, I kind of like just started sort of spending my weekends doing that. So, um, and which the guys have been uh, really receptive to some songs that I've sort of brought in that were like fully fledged out. That's, that's a little bit new for us.
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, you know, and you know, Sean's done that as well. And so we've kind of all like brought in stuff where it's uh more fledged out and then kind of everyone puts their, their spin on it. And then kind of like says, ah, you know, maybe we'll flop these two things or, you know, kind of go through the more uh, intricate parts of it. But uh, it's just kind of all over the place. Really.
0: It's, it's, I can't wait to see what you guys do next, you know, like just over the process of listening to what you have out there right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on on whatever you guys do next and I'm hopefully soon I'll be able to buy a t-shirt. I want to have a t-shirt from everybody that I interview. Um, but yeah, your, your guys' t-shirt designs are a lot of fun. What it would be really cool is if I could figure out a way to make bobbleheads of everyone that I interview, (laughs) then I'd have (laughs) like a studio, you know, like one day when I'm Theo Vaughn and I've got a studio on TV, I'll have all my bobbleheads of people I've interviewed. (laughs) That's that, you know, that'll never happen. But anyway, that's in my fun little child brain at 52. That's what I do. Um, can you name a musician that you admire and what is it that you admire about them?
2: I can name several. Um, right off hand, I think I'm gonna go with I'm yeah. gonna go with Marvin Gaye mm. as a musician that I admire. Um, I, I there's so much to admire about Marvin, but I think like uh, especially like even sort of like the you know the Detroit Motown stuff, and uh, he was he was one of the few that got to have his own studio and write his own albums, and I just really really respect that dude's his creative impulses. And just the authenticity in the music, like like you know, what's going on is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um and yeah, I just think that dude was just I mean, there's not a misstep hmm. for the guy. You know what I mean? Like he sang well, he he wrote good songs, like he was able to arrange stuff well, like the track listings, the albums flowed well, he was great live. I mean, there's really nothing bad to say about him, other than you know, I hated how he yeah, I hated how he went. Yeah. as far as like his life, but uh, but I, I look up to I look up to him like quite a bit.
0: You got to ask the question of where would music be if we still had Marvin Gaye? Where would you music really be if yeah. we had Michael Jackson, Tom Petty, Prince? You know, yeah, both Prince was a little, or uh, Tom Petty was older, but still. David Bowie, you know, where, where, what will we, cause you know, like you take a look at, and and I know it's probably not as important now as when I was doing radio in like the late nineties, early two thousands, but the billboard charts for two or three years had nothing on the charts for rock and roll. And I'm not exaggerating. It hadn't, there is nothing. And now of course they, they're not just measuring on plays. They're measuring on streams and downloads and purchases you know so they're measuring in 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 all the ways that people consume um but it's it just blows my mind that there's nobody charting and and hopefully now you know we've got nickelback coming back with a new record um we've got metallica coming with a new record um hopefully we start seeing some rock and roll like that back on the charts and you know like I like to influence people um, to consume the music of the folks that I have on the podcast. That's a very important step in my process. Mm -hmm. Um, So shoot, man, I'm hoping that when people hear Mojo Thunder uh, that wouldn't have normally heard them, like folks out here in Oregon, I don't know, you know, like I purposely look for music on YouTube that's not on the radio or, you know, not uh, in the top 10 of iTunes or what have you. And every now and then, like my, I have a couple of friends that that have been in the top ten of iTunes. That are they're independent recording artists in the Bay Area. Oh, nice. So that's cool. Um, but you know, hopefully we can get some rock and roll on the charts again. It's kind of crazy, actually. <laughs> um, man, I, you know, you you mentioned the band a little bit um, as far as like the you know Sean, um, everybody else in the band. I want you to name the band and tell me what they do. What are their jobs in the band?
2: Okay, uh, Sean, Sean Sullivan, uh, lead singer, rhythm guitar player, Zach Shootman drums, and Andrew Brockman, bass. Cool. And then if you want to go further than that, Sean keeps track of the books. Uh, Andrew is in charge of orders and merchandise. I'm sort of a communication liaison and do booking and uh, run the social media. And then uh, Zach runs our website,
0: and you do the podcast interviews.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I took this one. I wanted to do this
0: one. Oh, cool! Right on. I appreciate it. It's um, it's very personal to me to you know having the podcast and having people like say, yeah, let's do this. It it excites me because uh, for one, I have no social media. Just so you're aware. Uh, Oh, wow! I don't use social media, and when I left social media. My, I had a previous podcast I did for five years, and okay. um, I shut it down, but I was able to keep the feed, which is why I was able to keep the more than 500 international. Now it's over 600 international oh, like download locations, and it's kind of amazing um, because there are people who want to see my social media, and that, that stops the conversation. And I understand. That's fine. Um, eventually, I'll probably get them on, whatever, and even if I don't, <laughs> you know, like whatever, I'm still having a blast. It's a lot of fun yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to post all the links that I can um, for, for you guys, the stuff that you've sent me. Um, like your, you know, I'm, I'm going to put up your Spotify. Uh, I'm going to put up your website, your, you know, all the stuff that people need to see, but, you know, go ahead and tell my audience where they can find you.
2: Oh, perfect. Uh, so anything, Instagram, Facebook, uh, those two, that's at mojo thunder official if you go to youtube at youtube.com slash at symbol mojo thunder official and then for anything else go to mojo thunder.com that's where you can get merchandise and check on current tour dates and uh there's a few fun things there but uh yeah and then uh, instagram and facebook is where we do most of our talking so that's probably the most current news
0: you guys have a clean website. And your social media is real nice too. Good, good job Thank putting you. that. Yeah, it looks good. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna play one more song and and get you on with your evening. I know it's getting late out there in Kentucky. Um, I'm gonna play New Dawn, and I want you to tell me just like the other songs, like how did this song happen?
2: All right, uh, New Dawn's one that I came up with an arrangement for. Um, I wanted something that didn't have a chorus to it, and I kind of was like uh, went through a little bit of a Beatles. Phase, so I think a lot of people mistake a lot of Zeppelin influence in that song, but it's actually more Beatles-driven. Uh, it's kind of think like Day in the Life and uh, and Octopus's Garden. Uh, that's where that like weird middle section comes in, is that influence. But uh, it's it's a uh, I think creatively or artistically it's probably I think our best song off of that album.
0: Well, we're gonna play it. Uh, before I play it uh, again, I just want to say thank you so much for being on Bryson. And I, again, uh, I've said it, but I'm going to say it again. I can't wait to see what you guys do next. And I definitely want to have you all back. Um, oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Maybe we can have you and another guy if there's time for that. Um, yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah, we'll get everybody on.
0: I got an idea. I'm going to email it to you so you can get on with your with your evening. But again, thanks. And I appreciate it. Have a good night.
2: Hey, absolute pleasure, man. You take it easy and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon.
0: All right. Take care. All right, Larry. Bye. Bye. Okay, another one. We did another one that these guys are. I'm just gonna say it with my own mouth. Um, I'm gonna play New Dawn and and get on out of here. But um, Mojo Thunder is really good, so I encourage you to check them out. They excite me like uh, Robert John and the Wreck. Those that's great musicians. So check out Mojo Thunder. Um, put them in a Spotify playlist, hit play, walk away, come back. You know, actually, listen to it, too. But um, throw it on your car, you know, like driving down the road, listen to Mojo Thunder. They're great. Let's play um, New Dawn. Oh, and before I get out of here, I'm actually, I'm going to say, uh, please go ahead and support my sponsors. Uh, a Look Design, Rogue Valley DJs, Outsider Coffee, M- Moxley Media, and Paul Bunyan Beard Gang. Do it, just get on the internet and do it. Here we go with new Don from Mojo Thunder.